I think the biggest thing is if you can be honest with who you are, what your voice is, and to really stay in that. And it doesn't matter how many followers you have or how many likes you have, you know, you're going to have clients and they're going to be there, especially if you're, you're being true to who you are. Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your business? Then welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast, helping home professionals and luxury brands accelerate their success with proven marketing strategies and expert industry practices. Now, here's your host, Darla Powell. This podcast is brought to you by Wingnut Social, a digital marketing agency amplifying luxury brands across the U.S. and Canada. For more information, go to wingnutsocial.com. Hey there, welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. This is your host, Darla Jethro-Powell, bringing in 2022. Let's hope it's not the situation that 2020 and 2021 was, right? I've been off for a couple of months. We had some replays. December was kind of quiet. But you know what? Let's all bring the room down a little bit. Self-care. Self-care is really important. (laughs) I just needed a break. Needed a month off. I hope you guys are okay with that. But here we are, ringing in the new year, fast and furious. And today's guest does not disappoint. Today, we're talking to Andrea Highsmith of ASH Interiors and Design. And oh my gosh, she's so bubbly. She's so fabulous. She's so gorgeous and so smart. And she's going to walk us through a little bit of her expertise and what it is that makes ASH tick, the expertise that she brings to the table. We're going to talk a little bit about her antique niche, her aging in place certification. This was really surprising too. She's actually a vendor rep for vendors, but how it informs her design choices and helps her work with clients and be that designer that at the end of the day makes that serviceable, workable, functional beautiful space for clients. She's just so smart and so fabulous. And I loved hearing about the things that make her and her business tick. And I know that you're going to love her as well. But first, y'all know what time it is. Time for Men in News. Men in News Sesh. Yeah. All right. This week, we welcome back Abigail Weidman to the Mini News Sesh. Abigail is a social media manager at Wingnut Social. Super, super, super awesome. Abby, how are you? How's your new year so far? It is going good. How is yours? It's going better, and and God can only hope that it's not a 2020 or a 2021 situation. We're just going to whisper and uh, put that out into the ether. So uh, this is the very first mini-news of 2022, and you have something exciting to talk about with Reels. What you got? I sure do. So as we all know, TikTok is Instagram's biggest competitor. So in a continued effort to move towards a primarily video sharing app, and to further compete with TikTok, Instagram has just released a new feature that will allow users to reply to comments on Reels with another Reel. Kind of like a Reel off <laughs> instead of a dance off. It's We're throwing exactly, it down. Exactly, exactly. So how does that work exactly? So if there's an interior designer that puts out a Reel, how can you reply with another Reel? Walk us through that. Yeah, so if you're on the TikTok app, you probably know what this feature looks like. But if you're not... Basically, what this new feature looks like is it's going to allow users to add comments from their reels, kind of as sticker pop-ups on the new reel that they're uploading. So rather than replying to the comment on your reel with text or another comment, you can just hit reply in the comments and a little button will pop up and you can reply with a reel instead and it will post to your reel section or your feed if you prefer it. So like you said, it is kind of a reel off. 
You know what I was thinking? I was thinking of that movie Inception. <laughs> oh, yeah, right? It's just it like just keeps a, going. It's just like an infinite real, real, real. Where, where does it end? Okay. Instagram is really pushing this just 100% video. Not 100%. I mean, the feed is still super important. How are you finding that the clients are responding with the video direction? I, I see a lot of great stories from our clients, a lot of great um, IG videos. What's your take on it? How, how are we doing with that? We have some pushback from our clients, but a lot <laughs> yeah. of the response is, you know what, if I have to, I will because our clients are so awesome and, you know, we just want the best for them. So with a little pushback and a little bit of persistence, they get that video <laughs> content out there. So you know, we'll just have to see how this one plays out. It is very Inception-like. Mm. Yeah, yeah, very Inception. Okay, right. So I, that that's a good way for you to get some traction on your reels, I, if you, to put it out there and reply with your own and just see how that works, just so you guys know that. And um, if you um, want the steps or if you want the little play-by-play on that, just go to wingnutsocial.com slash podcast, hit up the show notes in there for this mini news sesh for this episode, and you can uh, see the step-by-step there. All right, Abby, thank you for joining us on this mini news session. Uh, Happy 2022 to you. Right back at you. Thanks, Darla. Mini news sesh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Abby. So let me tell you a little bit about today's guest, Andrea Highsmith. Andrea Highsmith is an interior specialist, kitchen and bath designer, manufacturer representative, speaker and presenter, and has been sharing her knowledge of luxury design and products in the design industry for over 20 years. Oh my gosh, she does not look tell. She's gorgeous and doesn't look like she's been in this business for 20 years. Her industry experience includes kitchen, bath, and interior design, focusing on residential and light commercial spaces. Andrea recently opened her design studio and office space in historic Ellicott City, becoming the first woman of color to open a brick-and-mortar design space in this area. Wingnuts. Help me in welcoming Andrea Highsmith to the Wingnut Social Podcast. Hey there, Andrea Highsmith. Welcome to the podcast. How the hell are you? I'm good, Darla. How are you? I'm thrilled now that I get to talk to you because you're super fabulous and amazing. And I can't wait to dig in and talk about how you have taken ASH. I guess we're saying ASH, right? Not ASH. That is right. You know what? No one ever asked that. You're like, ASH. <laughs> because it's all caps. See, I have half a brain. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> to the success that you have. So we're going to we're gonna dig in, talk about your business practices, maybe some mistakes you've made along the way. You have some certain specific things under your belt that I really caught my interest that I want to ask you about as it relates to your business and your marketing. So are you ready to go? Are you game? I am. I'm excited. So thank you for inviting me. This is awesome. My pleasure. So first off, tell me just a little bit about yourself, where you're located, and then we'll we'll start. Awesome. So yes, my name is Andrea, and we are in Ellicott City, Maryland. Most people have no idea where that is. It's a suburb of Baltimore. So right off of kind of 95 corridor, right outside of Baltimore. And It's this adorable little sleepy town that has had so much chaos. If you watch Gordon Ramsay, he had that special called like To Hell and Back. And Ellicott City was featured because we had two 1,000-year floods in two years. (laughs) Wow. Okay? So the town is basically built on the Patapsco River and the river runs under the town and long story long, it floods terribly 
And we had two years back to back where it destroyed the town. Like, I mean, completely shut down businesses. There are still multiple businesses that, that didn't return. So I've always loved the area. I've always loved main streets. And when I had the opportunity to open up a physical space, I really wanted to support the rebuild of that community. So I'm on the board. We are fighting, trying to get everything kind of the watershed reworked. But, you know, when people love historic areas, they often don't want to kind of do the changes necessary to make it safer. But we're like, um, if we get another thousand year flood, it's going to be a wrap. So <laughs> now, if, you, if you're walking around and you run into a guy named Noah, it might be time to just right. kind of check out. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and I, I, I hear some construction going on behind you. Is that them rebuilding now? Or? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. I deal with this. It's like, no, and this is actually in my house. So it's just like awesome. I wake up to it. Even on, they, I'm like, no contractor I know works ever on the weekend. The people here, they work Saturday and Sunday. They don't care. It's 6 a.m., right? Exactly. <laughs> We're neighbors. You know, I live in Maryland now. I live just, I live in a, another sleepy little town called Leonardtown. It's about, uh, I don't know, about 90 yes. minutes south, what, east of you? Right, right off of, you're off of four or five. Hell if I know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we have to meet for coffee. I was just in um Alexandria yesterday. You're not far. Not far at all. Alexandria there. is super nice. I went there right before they got hit with those tornadoes and everything with my uh, exactly. my, my fiance and I went there and just shopping. We're like, "Oh my gosh, it was a that was a near miss." <laughs> all right, so we digress. I, I feel like I could talk to you for hours, but first of all, congrats on your on your brick and mortar there that you have going on in Alicante. And I'm glad that um it's not <laughs> it didn't get washed away, but also as of note, you're the first black-owned brick-and-mortar business in that area. Is that correct? That is correct. Now we have two. We're paving we're, paving we're, the way. <laughs> no, it's, it's really exciting. I had this dream. I mean, literally, I remember actually being in Baltimore, and my daughter was like two years old, and I was talking to my first husband, and I was like, one day I'm going to have a little boutique, and he was like, that's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. <laughs> That's that's one of the reasons why he's uh, not a husband anymore. <laughs> but I so I just kind of like hushed it for a while, and then I kept kind of every few years just having that little moment like God, I could do this or I could have that, and then I would just kind of quiet it down, and then um, I finally said, you know what, twenty twenty, that's going to be perfect timing, like this is it, new decade, <laughs> yes. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? And I signed a lease and then this foolishness <laughs> that we call COVID <laughs> happened. And I'm sitting there going, okay, so nobody's going to want to leave their house. Nobody's going to come into my studio. <laughs> I just basically paid for a big office. <laughs> so do you, ha you have a showroom with product and all that good stuff there? No. Okay. So, you know, when COVID happened, I totally was like, okay, I got to revamp this. So basically it became kind of like my office. We do have products, but it's more like, okay, we'll have one-on-one -on -one personalized appointments. So that's how I started to market it. And then of course, now in 2021, the idea is that if my products ever come from France, I went to France in June I have some items on the containers that are, you know, stuck. <laughs> stuck. <laughs> Hopefully they're not the ones that tipped over and sank. 
<laughs> who, who knows, right? So one day, if the products ever come, my goal is that we're going to actually use the studio as a almost a little boutique experience for antique and vintage products. And my goal is to actually kind of remix them. So, you know, find some beautiful pieces and then modernize them by changing fabrics and just try to find a way to curate products that are here because obviously, you know, I ordered a sofa for a client and it's going to take, they told me anywhere between 20 and 40 weeks. Mm -hmm. Uh, So (laughs) years, 20 or 40 years. Exactly. So, you know, the goal is to try to take advantage of this studio space. And I mean, it's literally like 2000 square feet. So that's a good size. Right. So we can do something. I just delivered a sofa. Well, as we're recording this in December for the for the new year for 2022, which hopefully won't be the same show as the last two years. Oh I just gosh. delivered a, a sofa in October of 21 for a client who ordered it in December of 20. <laughs> so I feel, I feel your pain. You, you, right. But you mentioning the antiques part. Okay. This was another thing that I, I wanted to talk to you about. I know in the green room, I touched on some things. Your Instagram handle is Ash Antiques and Design, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the antiques, antiques is before design. You know, I grew up, my mom had antique stores. I grew up with antiques. I find this really fascinating and I, I see this. I'm not going to say it's a trend because they're antiques, they're timeless. But I see a lot of designers starting to mix and curate the antiques and it's it's part of a movement to... Um, cherish our past, but also to it's a more of of a green way of designing. Tell me how you got into the antiques part and how important (laughs) is that factor for your design business? Well, you would think with the um, Instagram change, it was like something I had already kind of launched. So first, you know, Andrew J. Joseph. Of course. Yes. So I adore him. I've been a client of his for almost a year. And when I told him kind of my idea, by the time I hung up the phone, my Instagram name had changed. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, uh, okay. <laughs> so okay. who knows? There might be another change. We, don't, we never know. But I, um, I met Tama Clark Haynes, who is amazing. And I was completely inspired on a trip to France with her and um, Margaret Schwartz, who is out of New York and she's amazing. And I always felt like, I always thought about like my, my grandparents antiques and like definitely no offense to the local antique stores, but a lot of them just feel like old crap. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's old, but it's not necessarily valuable. Right. So I go to Paris and I see these products and I'm like, what? Like that doesn't feel like antiques. Like that doesn't feel like an antique to me. And I was so inspired and especially just like you said, green and the items already exist. And so my goal is especially into the new year, that's a part of the business plan, is to incorporate beautiful curated interesting pieces. Now, I don't like all antiques. I'm definitely not, but there are definitely certain things that I'm so inspired by. And that's what I want to bring into the studio and definitely have this curated space of products that we love. Because I truly believe, I mean, I've been in sales and, you know, when you 
love something, you can sell something. Yeah, that's 100%. I come from a sales background as well, and I could not sell anything if I didn't personally believe in it because you can see it all over your face. So, And also, I, I don't imagine we're going to see any like wagon wheels in any of your designs. <laughs> 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 no, although I have been told I need to go to Round Top so uh, in um, Texas, and I'm like, I'm not trying to find all the stuff that Joanna Gaines left, because that's, I mean, I, that's it. Get yeah, all, all, all that reclaimed shiplap. <laughs> exactly. So, so how is this affecting, well, I guess Andrew Joseph and you have must have something up your sleeve if he's changing your Instagram name that quickly. <laughs> how? How is this informing your messaging for for your marketing for clients with the antiques? Is that something that you you guys have sat down and said, okay, this is my positioning. I am working with antiques. I'm knowledgeable with antiques, and I know how to incorporate into design or source them. Tell me a little bit about that. You know, the big thing is definitely not all clients are going to be that client, but I do think that it is going to be the way I envision incorporating this into our business is that, you know, we have this beautiful studio and to be able to, again, incorporate products that we love. And I'm going to have also different vendors that are more modern. And I really want to kind of mix and match, but definitely incorporate that into our projects moving forward and then be a resource for other designers. Because as we spoke in the green room, I represent luxury products and so I, I speak to other designers. I work with other designers on sourcing kitchen and bath specific products. So I just feel like this will be an extension, especially for ones that do, you know, specification work for like commercial projects and, and um, hotels and things like that. So that's how we see it. How did you get your education as far as your eye for antiques or to know what's what? Because you definitely know what's uh, the difference between good and crap. Right. <laughs> exactly. So it's it's definitely slow. I mean, I have to that's one of the reasons that we went to France and I'm definitely working with Tama and with Margaret in New York. So the biggest thing is, you know, really just obviously knowledgeable research, really trying to understand the products and knowing just kind of by nature, like what you like, what you don't like, you know, what you're drawn to. I definitely like more of the pieces that don't trend super heavy, that not a lot of ornateness. I, I definitely like more streamlined products. So there's a nice transition, even if you're going to incorporate them with, you know, modern pieces. So even though it's antiques, you're still curating them to fit with your aesthetic for, exactly. for your design style. Very, 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 very cool. I do love it. I, and I do see how, how I learned about antiques was, like I said, my mom had the antique store and she used to drag me to all the thrift shops and drag me to the flea markets. Oh, well, then we need to take, we need to definitely connect because I've been told there are some down where you live, actually. Yeah, uh, some. I haven't really gotten out and, and looked at everything around. I've really been kind of a homebody this year. It's just been kind of an adjustment for me moving, but. Um, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> From Miami to Maryland divorced. Yeah, it's it's been quite a like uh, we were talking again in the in the green room a situation I like to call it. But that that Absolutely. is super super cool. And are you working on the messaging for marketing yourself as that designer who has that expertise in the antiques yet, or is that in the works? Or how? it's it's in the okay. works. We're definitely working with Andrew and his team to just make sure everything is you know ready. The biggest delay has been you know like everything in our industry right now are the products because, you know, even as Andrew said, it's like the, the moment 
we start putting it out there, people are going to be like, oh, where can I go and see? And it's like, well, <laughs> the stuff's not here yet. But the good thing about so. antiques is that they're in stock. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And that is the hope. The hope is that, I mean, I thought the products would be here. I went to France in June. So we were thinking October, November at the latest, everything would be here. And then I was going to kind of work everything out over this holidays and then launch it in the new year. But um, it's December. <laughs> yeah, so. it'll be January. It'll be February. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So now I'm thinking it might be a spring thing. But honestly, I mean, if I know you came from, you've, you've had winter here, right? Um, no, this will be my first. Yeah. So it's stupid. Like, it's just <laughs> dumb. I've been here for 20 plus years now and I get annoyed all the time because you have 30 degrees yesterday, 60 degrees today. December is going to be this crazy roller coaster. And then January and February is going to be a show <laughs> of just great. You know, I can't ice. wait. It's awesome, right? So I'm like, you know what? Nobody's going to want to come to Main Street in January. And so, so I think maybe the spring timing will be perfect, but yeah, we're definitely working on that and um, I'm excited. That sounds like a, a really good plan. And, and I love it. I love, I love that for you. I love that for you. <laughs> well, you know, we have a year and a half left. I can't even believe it. It's a year and a half left of the lease. I'm going to do the opposite, I think, that you did. I feel like when my daughter turns 18, I feel like I'm going to go to Miami and be in the warm weather. That's that's what I'm telling myself. There you go. That's that's right goals now. for sure. You know, something, Andrea. Something else that stood out to me too when I was, uh, you know, going and creeping you on your website and everything is I noticed that something that stands out prominently is that you're certified aging in place. What do you call that? You have a certification, and what is what is that even called? What do you say? To you, what do you say to clients? So it's a CAPS certification, and it's so funny. I never say certified aging in place to my clients. Now, I say it when I'm working with developers, I say it when I'm working with builders, I say it when I'm working with that, but never clients. The reason I got certified in it was, so I've been a designer in Maryland since 1999, and my longest standing client has been my client for 17 years. Okay. Okay. So she was in her 40s 17 years ago, right? So... My clients are aging, I'm saying a little bit faster than me because, you know, generally design, you know, I say it all the time. I mean, I have some young clients, but in general, like clients are, you know, between 40 and 50, okay. right? Sweet spot. So they have aged. So I have clients that are in their 50s and in their 60s. And I have clients that they're moving out of their home that they had with their children and they're downsizing or they're thinking like, you know what, this is going to be my forever home. And so... I never say to them, oh, well, let's use certified aging in place strategy when when renovating and when doing your bathroom and your kitchen, but I'm always thinking about that. So when I read about this certification, I was like, you know what, that could be something that would be a benefit of my clients long-term. And it has been. I've done, I just recently completed three bathrooms of a client. And one of the reasons was the a mother-in-law was coming to move in with them and they needed it to have... Uh, accessible shower, they needed grab bars, they needed wider doorways, all of those things. And so now whenever I do a renovation, whether it's a kitchen or a bathroom, specifically, I think about those products because the biggest thing about aging in place is that 
people think old, but it's also incorporates the universal design, which if someone gets an injury and they have to be in crutches or if they have to be, my um, uncle tore his Achilles heel. So he was in a, um, not a wheelchair, but you know what I mean? Those little scooters or something. Yes. Thank you. Well, he's, you know, 50 years old. That's not old. But so just thinking about those things can happen to anyone. So I always try to make sure that I incorporate or at least plan for those items. Hey guys, you know, social media marketing is super impactful and can help you grow your reach, broaden your awareness, and build your business like nothing else can. It's not going anywhere. It's a necessary evil. I know a lot of interior designers hate it, but guess what? That's why we're here to do it for you, to take it all off your plate here at Wingnut Social. You never have to look at your social media again if you don't want to. There are three different ways to work with us. We have good, better, best solopreneurs all the way to multi-million dollar design build firms who are working with us at Wingnut Social. And you can go check out their progress and success that they've had working with us at wingnutsocial.com. At the top there, you'll see the case studies. Just drop it down and you'll have a myriad of success stories to look at. We do have openings again. We filled up our fall waiting list, but now we have openings because we have expanded our team. So head on over to wingnutsocial.com or give us a call at 786-206-4331. Again, that's wingnutsocial.com. That's what a designer is supposed to do, right? And right. and I lo- right? It's not just making things pretty; it's making things functional and making people's lives better in a in a really actionable way when people are living their lives. And I love that you link that with having repeat clients for years and years and years and years. Because I, I hear that I have clients coming to Wingnut and they get referrals or and they have clients that have been with them for forever. And that's actually a really smart way to keep working with those clients, especially. Um, and I like how it segued from antiques to antique people. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're so right. And it's funny because the one thing I have always been and it's just kind of like my uh, my my natural personality is I'm a planner so I always even when I was not a designer independently and I knew kind of like you know what this is what I want to do and I remember I started working at um Ferguson in 1999 as a kitchen designer mm-hmm. for them and I remember thinking like I need to know more about this in order to one day be my own, you know, my own boss. And I remember when I quit my job, one of many back in the day, um, everyone was like, why are you quitting your job? They're like, you're doing great. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but big, I don't want to work here forever. And I need to know about cabinetry to be a kitchen designer. So I got a job in the cabinet industry. I always did that. And then after I had a few years doing cabinetry, I was like, okay, I know cabinets, I know plumbing, I know paint, I know tile. Now I need to work with a builder so that I can know the construction side. So I was always just kind of being proactive in my thought process. And that's basically how the um, cap situation happened because one of my clients needed a bathroom that was ADA accessible. And I was like, I need to know that. (laughs) I did notice that it's prominent on your website. Do you have clients that seek you out just because you have knowledge in that area? Yes. It's so funny that you say that. I actually did many kind of like TED Talk locally and a realtor 
was there and she was like, I would love to talk to you because we work in the 55 plus communities. And they were like, we would love to have you be the person that we can refer people to if they're looking for, you know, those services. See, that's so. awesome. This is why you can't be, well, you, you shouldn't be. I mean, some designers do well at that, I suppose. All things to all people, but you should just kind of dial in and get some specialties because you're definitely going to beat out someone else who doesn't have that specialty for that. And I have to say, as a 53-year-old woman, hearing 55 no! and older, is like, <laughs> I'm feeling right? ancient. Yeah. Okay, first of all, y'all don't see her right now, but she is so cute, and I would never think, what kind of filter do you have on your skin? Unfortunately, none on this app. I normally do. It's called fat. Fat fills wrinkles. Okay, so this brings me into my third thing. So getting the knowledge, getting the knowledge of uh, the cabinetry, getting the knowledge of the products, of the plumbing and stuff. So this is the third thing I want to ask you about, is that you are an independent manufacturer representative for vendors, as well as an interior designer. Tell me how the hell that happened. And is that helping you at all with your marketing, with clients, with your business? How does it help? (laughs) How does it help? Um, So I, becoming an independent rep was a total accident, got divorced the first time and, (laughs) (laughs) and needed a job that was consistent. And as you all know, as designers, you know, there is that kind of ebb and flow of work at times. And I was scared. I uh, had a five-year-old and I was just like, how am I going to do this? And this opportunity came up because of the fact that I have been in this industry for a very long time. So this was 2012 and someone um, out of Florida was looking for someone who had plumbing background, new designers and knew the local market. And I um, sent my resume in and then they did some research and they called their five biggest clients. And every single one of them was like, well, I don't know where she is, but you should find this woman named Andrea. She's awesome. And after the third person said that, the owner called me and was like, well, you've never been a rep before, but everybody knows you. And I was like, ah, because I talked to everybody and I've been here forever. So I fell into the industry and and loved it and um, became independent for a cabinet manufacturer three years ago. And what's so awesome, I tell people, they're, they're often like, how do you do all these things? And I don't know if you're familiar with T.D. Jakes, but he's a pastor out of Dallas and he writes books and he has movies and he's he had a TV show for a few minutes. And people said, well, how are you a preacher? But then you have books and you have movies and you have this TV show. And he said, everything I do is still has the same mission. Right. So the way I feel, whether it's being a luxury representative, whether it's offering antiques and curated products, whether it's working with developers or working with my residential clients, my mission is still the same. And it is to support, is to educate, is to give someone their dream spaces, their dream products, etc. So I never feel, that's not true, I feel overwhelmed as hell right now. But in general, I don't usually feel overwhelmed because everything just kind of interrelates to each other. The knowledge I gain by keeping up with the products and the trends, and I use that when I'm talking to my clients. When someone says, you know, should I have a 
tub, a freestanding tub with air jets versus a whirlpool, I can educate them on the differences, what the pros and cons are, et cetera. And whether it's worth spending $10,000 versus the random one they found on Amazon for (laughs) $2,500. Yeah. So what would your best advice be to a designer listening short of becoming an actual rep for a vendor to get that kind of product knowledge, to get that working knowledge, to be able to help their clients in the same way? Reach out and build relationships with your local reps. I have had other design friends call me and say, do you know where I can find a this, 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 and this? And I'll say, oh my God, yeah. And you know what? I'll connect you with that rep because we have a little kind of internal relationship. But it's also even today, I'm not, I'm sure you're not surprised. I got an email last night that said the 17 vanities that I have on order for this condo project in DC are going to be back ordered until February. Oh, ouch. That can't happen, right? (laughs) Yeah. So, (laughs) So I called my rep and I was like, Nikki, Girl, Mm-mm. I need vanities because these condos are going on the market in January. And she's like, oh, my God, hold on. Well, she messaged right before our call and she's like, they're shipping out Friday. What? Wow. All I right. didn't ask any questions. Everybody with back orders, call Andrea right now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if I owe her my child. Like, I don't know yet. I owe her something. But that's what I would definitely give the advice, even if it's just to have someone to help. It doesn't hurt to ask. It doesn't hurt to help. I mean, even just saying, you know what, do you know anyone or can you help me with this? And also I get referrals often from other people in the industry. And I give referrals too, because, you know, you said it yourself, you can't be all things to all people. And I would say that's probably one of my biggest challenges is I have a really hard time often saying no, but especially if it's a referral. And I've gotten some referrals that honestly, I should have said no to, but I felt yeah. bad because of a referral. We've all been there, yeah. Right? But so what I have started doing, and I think I've done a better job, is that I have some, and I'm like, you know what? They're not a fit for me, but... And not because they're terrible, but even just kind of the scope or what they want or even where they're logistically located. I'm like, you know what? It's an hour drive from me, but I have a design friend that it's 15 minutes away. You know, like, let me see if she's interested. 15 minutes is a lot better than me having to all my projects being on this side of the world and then I have to go an hour. So really the root of that is that is the networking is is the relationship building whether it be with the vendor. I love I love the with the vendors too because you're educating yourself on a product and it's more than just throw, you know, karate chopping pillows and picking out paint colors if you're unless that is what you're just doing. If that's what you do, yeah, that's that, perfectly that, which fine. Is fine. But it, <clears throat> right. but if you're out there as a designer, you need to know you need to know these things. Absolutely. And you said it too. I love that you said network because I think sometimes Now, I'm going to tell you, I went to High Point and I hadn't been in years. I had not felt like I was in a mean girl situation in a long time. Uh Oh, And I was so sad because I'm not a mean girl. Like, I am like, we're all friends. Yeah. And, but it hit me that there are, more often than not, we do have that kind of internal, you know, 
you know, are you a better designer than me? Or are you going to take my customer or, and I'm like, I am not the best designer out there. I've never said that, but my clients think I'm the best designer for them. And that's all that matters. But I feel more often than not that when we should be supporting and lifting each other and, and, and doing that network that sometimes we let, I think, you know, social media, I think the magazines, all that stuff kind of get in the way. And, um, it's kind of stinks. We lose, we lose our way a little bit sometimes. I, I could, I mean, I've been to High Point a few times. I've spoken at High Point. It didn't go last year uh, because of the whole COVID situation. And I haven't had that experience personally, but I could see where that experience could happen. Let's just say that. <laughs> right. How's that? How's that for riding the fence? That's a, that's a nice way, right? I was shocked. <laughs> I was like, yeah. It's, I mean, I've always had really positive experiences there, and it, I'm I'm sorry you that got was a my bad first batch. Time. Yeah, that's. I was shocked. I was shocked. Well, you know, okay, well, if I go back to my first time at High Point, I knew nothing. I knew nobody. And I was really invisible. I had that going on. No one paid attention to me at all. I was right. just, <laughs> just learning the lay of the land. I guess I can kind of see where you're coming from. But um, yeah, that's, that sucks. Go again. And then you and I will hook up. And then we'll just be hugs. And we'll just, we'll just tell all the bougie people to that's just right. step off. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we're, not, we're not worried about them. Exactly. Andrea, is there any bit of advice that you would give someone just getting into the interior design business or starting something on their own or maybe a mistake that you've made you can have them avoid before we get into the what up wing it round? I would say the biggest thing is just be true to yourself. I know that sounds so cliche, but you know, when I started, there was no Google, there was no HGTV, there was no Instagram. You know, so you built these relationships with your clients, you figured out what they wanted and you were able to create. And I think now more often than not, you know, we're looking at the gram, we're looking at these videos, our clients are sending us pictures saying, I want this. And it starts to sometimes I know even I have projects where I'm just like, this is so not what I want it to do. But in the end, it was the client and I just was like, whatever. But I think the biggest (laughs) thing is if you can be honest with who you are, what your voice is and to to really stay in that. And it doesn't matter how many followers you have or how many likes you have, you know, you're going to have clients and they're going to... They're going to be there, especially if you're you're being true to who you are. I love that. You know, that reminds me, I was in the Facebook groups today. And again, we're recording this in December. It's going to air in January. But Veronica Solomon, I don't know if you know Veronica. Yeah. Right, she has a Facebook group called uh, What They Didn't Teach You or What They Don't Teach You in Design School. Sorry if I'm messing that up. Yes. And uh, she had a post today. It was a long, you know, she can she can go. She can rant a little uh-huh. bit. But the, <laughs> but the message, the bottom line of the message was we got into this industry to serve our clients, to give them a space that they're going to love. At the end of the day, that's we can't lose sight of that. You know, when we bitch about red flag clients or pain in the ass clients, you know, to kind of shift that paradigm. So at the end of the day, don't lose sight of why you got into this, why you love it, you know, what it is about you that you love about design and serving your clients. I love it. Andrea, now I have to ask you, are you ready for the What Up Wingnut round? Yes! Now it's time for What Up Wingnut. Wingnut. What would the hashtag on your tombstone be? She wore heels and sparkled everywhere she went. (laughs) That's a long-ass hashtag. I'm going to have a big-ass tombstone. (laughs) You're going to need a page two on your tombstone. For my urn, (laughs) which is going to be leopard 
with a gold base. Yeah, of course it is. I've already told my daughter that. Uh, Oh, okay. All right. It's in the works. Well, plus it's official now because it's on the air. I know. You're stuck on a deserted island, but you can have your one favorite food. What is it? Tacos. Oh, okay. All right. Nice. That kind of hits a lot of bases. Exactly. That's the nice part because you can have veggie tacos. I mean, I love a taco. I love a taco so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they're versatile and uh, have, have a, yep. <laughs> Last but not least, please recommend a book that has had an impact on you either personally or professionally. Okay, this is going to sound cliche again, but Wild by Cheryl Strayed. Oh, okay. That's a first, actually. No, nope, I. It's personal, but it's also business. There are so many moments in the book, but there's one in particular, and Cheryl is hiking, and it's snowing, and people are turning back because they're like, it's too, you have to wait till the spring, you have to come back. And she gets to this point, and she's like, I have to keep going. Like, I can't. Like, that's all she had left. And she's standing there, and she just stops, and she's still. And all of a sudden, she looks, and she sees, like, a fox, and it's kind of coming out of the corner. And she was like, that's weird. And she peeks over. And it was a way out. And I love that moment, and I'm paraphrasing it, but because it really shows like sometimes when you think like there's no way and you're overwhelmed and you get so buried in the minutiae of what's happening, you just sometimes need to just stop, take a minute, reset. And then when your mind clears, you often can find a way out. And I think about that personally, business just in general. So I just, I just love that. I just love that book. And I always recommend it to everyone. I love that. That's a first and I love the message. And that's Wild by Cheryl Strait. I have it in my Audible queue. I'm going to add it right now. Yes. Buy it with one click. Thank you. Perfect. (laughs) And when you get to that part, tell me, I need you to message me and be like, oh my God, because it's so much better when you read it. Uh, okay. I added it to my Audible. I do like listening to books. I don't read very often, although I should probably get back into reading. As you know what it is? I have such bad ADD. Andrea, thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Please tell the listeners where they can go to find out more about you and your business. Awesome. Well, you can go to my Instagram, which is A-S-H Antiques <laughs> and design. Thanks to Andrew. I know. Thank you, Andrew. Our website, which is going to be getting rebranded or reworked next year, that's www.ashinteriorsanddesign.com. Or just come visit us in Ellicott City. We're right on Main Street, ASH Interiors and Design on the second floor, 8185 Main Street. So. All right, sounds good. I'm gonna have to go up and uh, go up and knock on the door. Say hey, please. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, Andrea. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Thank you, Darla. Did you enjoy that conversation with Andrea? I sure did. I'm telling you what, I could talk to her all day, and I'm gonna go up to uh, Ellicott. And have a cocktail. We both talked in the green room after our interview there about how we love to eat in our divorces. <laughs> and maybe or maybe not getting Uber Eats to deliver Ben and Jerry's. I'm not going to say who said that, but it wasn't me. Oh, well, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Andrea. Although I'm guilty I have done that myself. Yeah, well, listen, when you're in your pajamas and you don't want to put on a bra, sometimes it's worth the money. <laughs> so, Andrea, right? She has a lot of knowledge. You notice that she put out, first and foremost, In all aspects of what we talked about, from the antiques to the aging in place to being a vendor rep for the interior design industry for vendors, 
the knowledge, right? Having that working knowledge of what it is that she's putting out there, what it is that she's selling, whether it's the design service, where it's putting the antiques in there. She's going to France to research antiques. That's education right there. That's ongoing education. She's getting actual certifications in her field. She's actually going and learning the materials that she's putting in people's homes. She's not blowing smoke up anyone's butt about this tub or that tub. She knows what she's talking about. And that, at the end of the day, is serving her clients and getting those referrals that are lasting or clients that are sticking with her for 17 years long enough to where she has to get aging in place to keep serving her clients. Right. So that says a lot. And we did this show with not a real focus per se on any one of those aspects. I just really wanted to dig in. I did this interview not with any particular focus on any one of those things because I really just wanted to dig in and see what it was that made Andrea tick, what it is that she used for her business and her success story, because everybody's different. What works for Andrea might not work for you, but you might have heard her say something in this interview that sparks something, sparks, you know, I like it. That's a really good idea or aging in place. I want a client in 17, you know, 17 years worth of clients or 20 years worth of clients. That's really pretty smart. So with the different guests that we bring on, you're going to hear something that's going to resonate, that's going to spur you to take action in that regard, that's going to make you think differently, that's going to open up your eyes. And that's the objective of, of the show, right, is to bring people from different walks of life who've been successful and show you the path that they've taken to get there. So there you have it. All right. So thank you again, Andrea. You're, you're amazing. I love it. I can tell we're going to be besties already. All right. So Wingnut Social is a social media marketing agency for the interior design industry. We specialize in digital marketing from social media to search engine optimization for your website to optimize blogs, because that's important. You can't just write a blog and throw it up there. Although, you know, that could be fun, but you have to optimize it for the Googles, for the search engine optimization. And that there's a little bit of a talent. You need long tail keywords in there. You got to have your right headers. It's it's kind of a pain in the butt. You guys don't want to deal with that, right? You want to delegate that to a social media marketing company, and that is what we do. So head on over to wingnutsocial.com. You can check out what we're all about. Look at our case studies there at the at the navigation, at the header, and click on the contact us, set up an appointment, and then we can tell you how we can help you out with any of those. So head on over to wingnutsocial.com. Check us out. Check out our case studies. Look at our awesome sauce reviews and uh, set up an appointment. Chat with yours truly, and we'll tell you how we can help you out with your digital marketing for your interior design firm. All right, that's it for this week. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to get out there, get uncomfortable, and be great. You've reached the end of this episode of Wingnut Social, but that's only the first step into accelerating your business the Wingnut way. Head on over to wingnutsocial.com to see how we can help you take your business from social mediocre to social media master. Andrea makes that serviceable that bring that social podcast. But there was so many damn planes around here. Good boy, Mango.